Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. Oh, hold on. Oh, God. He's a cat. And this is We Had No Idea. <laughs> She's coming to you. Nope. Ah, she came back. I'm recording all this. <laughs> I'm not going to cut a single second of this out. Oh, okay. Uh, conspiracy theory episode. Hold on. Oh, no. She's in front of the screen. Now I have to cut it out. No. Okay. Onto the Babs. floor. Babs, come here. We come to you from Mokinsis, and we acknowledge that we get the privilege of living and producing this show on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Tsutsuna Nations, the Iyahe Nakoda Nations, the Métis Nation Region 3, and all people who make their homes in the Treaty 7 region of southern Alberta. You can find out what native lands you're on by looking at native-land.ca. Our sources for the show today, New York Magazine, Hip Hop is Red, Complex.com, Vox.com, LiveScience.com, McLean.ca, Canada... The New York Post, <laughs> Screen Rent, and HistoryExtra.com. That's HistoryExtra.com. Did I we also... Come. Sorry? I should not get weird with how I'm saying the sources. This is Did we also say live science, not live science? Last time we had that as a reference? May have. I think I said both to cover the bases. Okay. Well, I also have uh, McLean's.ca, Vox.com, TheGuardian.com, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health, a SAGE public health emergency collection, which huh. was a long one, uh, theweek.co.uk, and history.com. While I'm saying thank you to people, can you look back and look at our cat? Uh, so thank you guys all for uh, downloading and listening today. <laughs> so sad. There is a about a cat-sized piece of plastic on our floor. I don't even know what the wrapping is from. It's from um, the things that are holding up my mic. Oh, okay. And she is uh, currently laying in them. Pathetically. Pathetically. Pathetic. Pathetically. But also freaking adorable. I'm going to take a picture. You thank the people. Okay. Well, thank you so much for downloading uh, this obviously very professional podcast that we put a lot a lot of professionalism into. Oh, and she moved it. I was digging it. Okay, I got some of it. <laughs> Thank you for downloading, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, uh, telling your friends about us, tagging us in comments on Instagram. Uh, speaking of Instagram, at We Had No Idea Podcast. Uh -huh. If you would like to give us a follow, send us a DM. You can also message us uh, via email. We had no idea podcast at gmail.com. I believe that's called emailing us, Kim. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys what so much say? for messaging us. You know what? Just move on. <laughs> anyway. Is this is how it's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was a fun one to do and one that I'm sure both of us uh, now have any kind of internet footprint flagged for looking up some of these things. So uh, if there's no episode next week, it's not because anyone got sick or anything like that. It's because we've been taken out by them governments. By the governments and by the conspiracy theorists. Yes. Uh, before we get started, I did want to say something interesting that I read in my research. Oh, okay. Uh, so conspiracy theories, as we think of them today, didn't really start happening until the mid-1400s. That's weird. That conspiracy theory started in a made-up year. So fucking weird uh it also correlates to when the gutenberg printing press was invented so the spread of information mm -hmm. uh, i thought that that was such a great thing to mention just because conspiracy theories only become what 
we think they are when they're shared. So if you think uh, something absolutely fucking wild and it's only you that thinks it until you publish it and then all of a sudden you have that information that can't be like misconstrued through, you know, if I tell you a story and then you tell somebody else a story like a game of telephone. Mm -hmm. But if I hand you a book and I tell you to read it, you'll take what you want out of it. But my literal words are written in that book. Right. And it can be reread word for word exactly how I intended it to be read. Uh, Sander van der Linden, a social psychologist who researches conspiracies. I know. Sander van der Linden. Sander van der Linden. Uh, it's four words. Uh, they research conspiracies at the Social Decision Making Lab at Cambridge. Uh, is quoted as saying, you see this kind of boom in conspiracies whenever there is political or social unrest throughout history, whenever there is significant uncertainty in the world. So with that, and looking at the times we are currently in, I think we should start our conspiracy theory podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we have, this is much like our our landmark episodes um, and our women in power episodes where we've picked some and we're going to kind of just volley these back and forth. Totally. Um, So I have not read yours. You have not read mine. No. No, and I went out of my way to not even really see what you were... I know we, we said them, or at least some of them, um, yeah. to, to people in passing, but um, I, I've gone out of my way to not read all the ones you are doing, so uh, even your subjects are going to be a surprise to me. Uh, that being said, would you like me to go first? Yes. Okay. Uh, I just need to pick which one should I go first Ooh. with. I think I'm going to just do them in the order that I have them in here. Uh, yeah. Um. So my first conspiracy, this one is the shortest one that I have, so brace Kay. yourself. It is... The conspiracy around why Walt Disney created the movie Frozen. Oh, Walt Disney himself? Well, that kind of gets into it. But why the oh, okay. Disney Corporation created the movie Disney uh, specifically. Uh, so created the movie Frozen. F- for, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, first, the it, this is a conspiracy theory within a conspiracy theory. Ooh, the first theory is that Walt Disney is frozen at all. This theory started in 1972 when LA Magazine reported that Walt Disney, the dude, was interested in the cryogenic freezing process. Apparently, he was interested in it, but never put it in writing. And then quite the opposite happened. He was cremated. But that hasn't stopped people from creating these conspiracy theories surrounding Disney's posthumous plans. One theory suggests that he is actually cryogenically frozen and his body is being stored under the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Why there? Don't know. Uh, (laughs) There are also suggestions. The Curse of the Black Pearl. It's also weird that they picked that one that came out several years after he died. Uh Um, But there's also thoughts that his head is just cryogenically frozen, much like uh, that dude in Futurama. (laughs) exactly um and so this has been a rather popular conspiracy theory for a while to the point where before 2013 if you googled disney frozen all you would get were a bunch of articles suggesting that the mickey mouse creator was in a freezer somewhere so the thought is that disney created the movie frozen to steer people away from this line of thinking and bury any sites suggesting that um, such things that you would see under um, Frozen if you Googled it, like stories, shops, posts, anything like that. Um, the Disney company has gone to great lengths to maintain a certain public image for Walt, like removing cigarettes from photos of him at um, parks. There was also a couple of other things about someone released different security measures that you have to undergo if you are playing a Disney character at yeah. a Disney-related thing. That is true. Including 
if you're drowning, you have to go to a place away from the public eye before you can take your costume off. Because apparently... Even if you're drowning. Even if you're drowning. This was on um, a, a Disney cruise. It was in for... Someone was playing like Goofy in the water. And they were like, you have to go to a place where security would take you away um, to like take your head off before you actually just took your head off. Because apparently the thought of Goofy just drowning in front of everyone is less traumatic than Goofy taking off his head in the water so the human being playing Goofy wouldn't drown. So, Hold on. Can I just say that Goofy in the Water is... Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to start a petition right now for that to be the next Disney movie. Well, this is... It's it's actually their next line of branding once all the ice melts from global warming. Um, oh. Instead of Disney on ice, it's Disney and water. Disney Disney and water. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, the point of that is to say they have gone to great lengths to protect Disney's image hmm. while he, he's been gone. So the thought is that while they made this movie now to continue to protect the image, the movie, if you haven't seen, is basically uh, based loosely on the fairy tale The Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. Most Disney movies are based off of Hans Christian Andersen stories mm. or Shakespeare. Right. Uh, the theory states that the movie could have been called Ice Princess or Snow Sisters, no, okay, no. but instead the title is the exact word that Disney wanted to get rid of. Whatever it's called, it's the high, highest grossing animated movie of all time, earning $1.2 billion. But more importantly, keeping the secret of Walt Disney hidden. Keeping his secrets. Yes. I think that they should just let it go. Nah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Tina Menzel, I love you. Uh, okay, so that's that, really interesting. That is the conspiracy as to why uh, the Walt Disney Corporation created the movie uh, Frozen. Wow. Yep. Okay, well, I have something that's along the same lines. You okay. know what? It's basically exactly the same. Oh, okay. It's QAnon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I don't want... You know what? Never mind. <laughs> So anyways, this is why my uh, my searches have been flagged. Yes. So QAnon, in October of 2017, Q emerged on the message board 4chan with a post in which they confidently asserted that Hillary Clinton's extradition was already in motion and her arrest was imminent. In later posts, which there have been more than 4,000 so far, mm. Q established their legend as a government insider who knew the truth about the undercover struggle for power between Trump and the, quote, deep state. Uh, Q used a type of coding that allows followers to, dis to distinguish their posts from those of other anonymous users, the Anons. Mm. Right, Q and on. Here we go. Q switched from posting on 4chan to 8chan in November 2017, then went silent for several months after 8chan shut down in August of 2019. They have eventually reemerged on a new website established by 8chan's owner, 8kun. Kun. 8kun. I don't know. They're still out there. Q's posts are often cryptic and usually consist of long string of a long string of mostly questions about the goings on around people to lead readers towards discovering the truth uh, for themselves through research. Mm. As with Clinton's supposed extradition, Q has consistently spouted lies that have failed to come to pass, but followers tend to simply adapt their narratives to account for inconsistencies. Oh, interesting. So then we get into Trump QAnon. 
Okay. Uh, which regards the former president as the secular messiah destined to rescue America from a Satan-worshipping cabal of cannibalistic pedophiles centered in Biden's Democratic Party, Hollywood's elite, and the so-called deep state. Whoa. <laughs> I actually couldn't fucking believe my eyes when I read this. Uh, they group... Uh, Trump, uh, the group, sorry, that Trump is supposedly fighting against takes the blood from abused children... They have to be abused mm-hmm. uh, because their blood contains adrenochrome, apparently. Okay. Uh, and when you drink it, it prolongs your life. Oh. So one of the publics, like me and you, the public, right. one of our first um, more well-known run-ins with QAnon is Pizzagate. Yes. Uh, it was Hillary Clinton and her emails. So they actually were kind of what brought QAnon to the public uh, because her emails started this whole movement. There was mention in her emails of pizza. And then there was this specific pizzeria in D.C. that was, you know, named in the emails. And Q took that story instead of thinking that Hillary Clinton might just like fucking pizza. Right. Um, took that story and spun it to be that the pizza they were talking about was actually children for sale. We saw this also with the Wayfair scandal. Mm-hmm. And how there was, you know, dressers named like Claire for $20,000. They were like, oh, they're selling children disguised as furniture. <laughs> Sorry that I laughed at that. Um, that ended up being false, right? Yes. Okay. So they they took this pizzeria story, uh, this pizza gate, and they said that the pizza she was wanting was actually children that were for sale. Um, it, this pizza gate kind of ended in a man traveling to the named pizzeria uh, in D.C. from somewhere else in the States and shot the place up because he believed that there was children to be saved inside. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. That's really sad. Very. Um, so there was even a story about a video of Hillary Clinton in which she, in the video apparently, cuts off the face of a young girl to wear it as a mask while she consumes the girl. Oh. Uh, apparently it exists, and apparently the sight of it was so gruesome that the New York police who discovered it committed suicide. Oh. I mean, thus keeping them quiet as well. Right, yeah. About what happened to the video and its whereabouts. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of all I really wanted to tread into with QAnon. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to just go back and reference that thing I said off the top, which is you see a kind of boom in conspiracies whenever there's political or social unrest. <laughs> Um, a lot of the shit is very wild. Yeah. Um, the fact that this Q, whomever they are, uh, has so many followers. So there was a study, um, and even some stories that link QAnon. They they looked into the clicks on those stories. Okay. And it is estimated that there's about a hundred thousand followers of QAnon. I, I'll say worldwide. It didn't say if it was just in the U.S. Okay. But 100,000 followers, I'll say worldwide. All right. Um, so not a small amount. Yeah. In relation to the percentage of population, a small amount. But 100,000 people that are believing this kind of stuff is honestly 100,000 too many. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it seemed percentage-wise, it's a small <laughs> amount. But as you saw at that pizza place in D.C., yeah. it only takes one. Yes. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to tread into with QAnon. It was all very fucked up. Uh, and, you know, there was that JFK Jr. stuff yep. that happened. Yeah, they so that, that one was JFK Jr. was going to come back from not being dead. Yes, to the, announce, the plane crash wasn't real. Yeah, to announce that 
Donald Trump was running in the 2024 election. Yeah, and he was going to show up at JFK's assassination site. Right, yeah. Yeah, he was going to pop up through the cement um, like a cartoon and be like, ah. Totally. Um, so, yeah. The, the crazy thing about a lot of these is mm-hmm. that they're proven wrong so many times. It's like, how does... how how. How do you start believing in it is the thing that always that I always kind of come back to. Totally. And I feel like a part of me honestly feels for people that believe in this kind of stuff because I I just have to wonder, like, how desperate must you feel to want and to allow yourself to believe something like that? Right. To, to believe in something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that there's a Satan worshiping cabal of cannibalistic pedophiles centered in a Democratic Party, Hollywood's elite and deep state. Mm hmm. There probably is some fucking bad people in those groups of people. I'm going to go ahead and say that none of them are that, though. Right. None of them are Satan worshiping cabals of cannibalistic pedophiles. Yeah. Just, uh, you know what? I'm going to put that out there. I don't think they are. (laughs) And if there's only like a couple that would be like, but no, I'm I'm making light of it. Um, No, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's wild. wild. Yeah. It's wild. Well, this one kind of ties into it a little bit. Oh my God. Okay. Woo. But first off, I'm glad you did that one because you hear about QAnon a lot and I, I didn't really know the basis of it. So yeah. uh, there, I learned something. Just today. a shit poster that started on 4chan and right. people were like, you know what? Every every word you said in that sentence, I understood. So you make sense. Right. You said the, you said dog. Yeah. I know what those are. Um. So mine, yeah. is, my next one is the Illuminati. Oh, oh my God. I This is exciting. I know nothing about the Illuminati except right. for triangles. Uh, I didn't know anything about the Illuminati either. And also, uh, spoiler alert, at the end, the triangle thing, a little disappointing. Really? Yeah. Um. From what I gathered, anyway. So, historic uh, Oh, wow. Great start. <laughs> historic historic It's when you give history a hickey. <laughs> I was going to say when history is icky, but that's a lot of it. <laughs> Historically speaking, Illuminati refers to the Bavarian Illuminati, a secret society that was around from 1776 to 1780, uh, 1785. 1776. Right. New York City. Not right. Huh. Uh, but yes, this is a group that was around for nine years. Remember that. Oh. They were founded by Adam Weishaupt, or whatever his name's <laughs> actually pronounced like, a German law professor who believed strongly in Enlightenment ideals. Mm. Old Adam wanted to educate Illuminati members in reason, philanthropy, and other values so they could influence political decisions when they came to power. Its members originally referred to themselves as not ableists, but perfectibilists. I'm not into it. They're also not great at naming things. I'm already not into it. The Illuminati's goals and <laughs> reputation r- really don't add up to what they accomplished. Early on, the group was just a handful of people. And even at its largest, they were only about 2,500 members. Hmm. The group grew to that size by becoming a sort of a sleeper cell within other groups. Illum- uh, Illuminati members joined Freemason lodges to recruit members for their own competing secret society. It's believed the Bavarian Illuminati's first meeting was held in a forest near Ingolstadt on the 1st of May, 1776. 1776. Ingolstadt. Um, <laughs> here five men set out the rules that would govern the secret order. The Illuminati did plenty of unusual things. They used symbols like the owl and adopted pseudonyms. 
to join the Illuminati, you had to have full consent from the other members, possess wealth, and have a good reputation within a suitable family. There was also a hierarchy to the group. After entering as a novice, you graduated to Minervil and then illuminated Minervil, although this evolved with 13 degrees of initiation required. We don't know a ton about a lot of the rituals that they did, but one of the ones we do know explains how a novice could move to a higher level within the Illuminati's hierarchy. They had to compile a report on all of the books they owned, write a list of their weaknesses, <laughs> and reveal any enemies that they had. It is a 12-year-old's vision board. Honestly, the... <laughs> I'm like, this is this is diary shit. You're like, I got for Christmas these 97 uh, right. items, and I really like Jeremy. And Judy hates me because <laughs> I'm awful. Uh, the novice would then promise to sacrifice personal interests for the good of the society. In the beginning, Illuminati members didn't trust anyone over 30 mm. because they were too set in their ways. In terms of views, the Illuminati were closer to revolutionaries than world leaders since they sought to infiltrate and upset powerful institutions like the monarchy. Mm. I just want to say, I, when I saw this I, and it said Illuminati members didn't trust anyone over the age of 30. Yeah. In my mind, everyone in the old timey era is just, they, they go from being 6 to 40. You know, like, there are no adolescents <laughs> in old time. They're just all old, begrudgeny people. Begrudgeny, all, not the word, but you know what I mean. It's all just a congress of white men or children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, historians tend to think the Illuminati were only mildly successful um, at best in becoming influential. It's also difficult to separate the success of the Illuminati from that of Freemasons, which they infiltrated and commingled with. Mm. It's just as tough to tell what influence the Illuminati actually had as to the, opposed to the influence that people actually think they had. Mm. We know that the Illuminati had some influential members, along with many dukes and other leaders who are powerful but are wildly forgotten today. Oh. Some do believe the Illuminati were successful. Others feel that their ideas would have been picked up anyway, and the group really didn't achieve much. Right. It's like someone being like, hey, have you heard about DVDs when everybody has a VCR? And they're like, no. But then you get into DVDs and you're like, oh, fuck. This is mm. way better than a VHS tape. Yeah. It's like it would have happened anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. yeah they, they did not progress anything at all. Huh. Either way, in 1785, Duke of Bavaria, Carl Theodore, banned secret societies, Ooh. including the Illuminati, and instituted serious punishments for anyone who joined them. Which I'm going to say, there's a rule against secret societies, but if you're going to be in a secret society, what's it matter? Right. Right. Like that's, that's the secret part. Yeah. You're going to discover Fight Club because nobody talks about right, it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it, it felt like these guys were just like, ah, it's not worth the trouble anymore. Most of the group's they found secrets. Us out. Mo yeah. Most of the group's secrets were published or disclosed. And if you believe most historians, the Illuminati disappeared. Ooh. Here, How, is this the conspiracy part? Yes. <laughs> However, from the moment they disbanded, the myth grew. As described in Conspiracy Theories in American History, an encyclopedia, documents found in the homes of high-ranking Illuminati members like Xavier von Zwack yes. confirmed some of the spookiest Illuminati theories, like their dreams of world domination and cultish behavior, even though those documents may exaggerate the, gr the truth about the group. <laughs> 
Later on, some of the founding fathers managed to stoke interest in the Illuminati in the United States. In 1798, George Washington wrote a letter addressing the Illuminati threat. He believed it had been avoided, but just him mentioning the Illuminati bolstered the Illuminati myth. In the panic caused by anti-Illuminati books and sermons, Thomas Jefferson was, baselessly, accused of being a member of the group. <laughs> the Illuminati never completely disappeared from pop culture. In 1963, a text called Principia Discordia was published, promoting an alternative belief system known as Discordianism, calling for anarchism and civil disobedience by way of pranks. Its followers <laughs> sent fake letters into magazines claiming that events such as the assassination of U.S. President John F. Kennedy was a work of the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. Robert Anton Wilson was one of the followers. He later published a book with Robert Shea, the Illuminatus Trilogy. Uh, there's an exclamation mark between Illuminatus and Trilogy. It's like panic at the disco with the exclamation mark on the totally. panic. Totally. Um, these became a cult success and inspired a new genre of conspiracy fiction, including Dan Brown's novel and the following film, Angels and Demons. Ooh. The Illuminati also become connected with Satanism and other ideals that were far removed from those associated with the original 18th century Bavarian group. Most Americans today don't actually believe in the Illuminati. In a survey of conspiracy theories conducted in 2012, Zero people claimed that groups like Freemasons or Illuminatis were controlling politics. Even so, the Illuminati seem to persist in our collective consciousness, serving as the butt of jokes and source of lizard people rumors. Hmm. So, it seems like this group that was around for nine years, that probably didn't really do a whole lot, has just kind of hung around in literature and people bringing them up once every couple hundred years. Yeah. And there's still a small group of people that just cling to it. Wow. Yeah. So the triangle that oh, yeah, okay, you referenced, okay. yeah. the eye of providence, it's a symbol resembling an eye inside of a triangle. It appears on churches around the globe as well as on Masonic buildings and the United States $1 bill. In addition to being associated with Freemasonry, it has also been linked to the Illuminati as a symbol of the group's control and surveillance of the world. Ooh. Originally a Christian emblem, the all-seeing eye has been used in paintings to represent God's watchfulness over humanity. In the 18th century, it began to be used in new ways. For example, in Jean-Jacques Francois Le Barbier's The Declaration of the Rights of Man and of the Citizen, an illustrated version of the human rights document adopted by France's National Constituent Assembly in 1798. Here, it is depicted as an uh, instrument of paternalistic reasoning, keeping a watchful eye over the newly democratic nation. Hmm. There is no official link between the all-seeing eye and the Illuminati. The proposed connection probably stems from the fact that the original group shares similarities with the Freemasons who use the image as a symbol of God. What is a Freemason? That is an excellent question. Um, the Freemasons were, it kind of seemed like from reading up on everything, they were just like another group that was kind of like the Illuminati who weren't necessarily awesome. Freemasonry or masonry refers to fraternal organizations that trace their origins to the local guild of stonemasons. What? Teaches and practices of fraternal men-only order of... Oh, it's like incel shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is it rude that I stopped at men only? <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah, no, I got you. I yeah, know that's kind of what I gathered. Is that it ah. was it was also a group of ne'er do wells, and mm. they kind of commingled with the Illuminati. So eye yeah. of providence, iPhones, right? Conspiracy. But yeah, it's like this eye thing pops up, and oh wow, well look at the the eye is everywhere. It's like yeah, it was a representation of God, which back in the 1700s was kind of a thing. It was fucking everywhere. It's right. not a surprise. Yeah. Um, so then, but that's where these things start to build, right? Because you get like, well, th this eye thing is popping up everywhere with all these groups that must be awful. And then Jay-Z does a triangle hand signal as his thing. <gasps> Illuminati. Illuminati. I love blaming Hollywood elite for my problems. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you. I didn't know anything about Illuminati. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I thought... They were, first off, I didn't realize it was an actual group. Like, I didn't realize at some point there was an actual Illuminati. Right. Um, and then secondly, once I discovered that there was an actual Illuminati, I thought, oh, well, these guys must have done some shit. No. And then it turned out, eh, no one really did anything. Hmm. I kind of associated them with the Vatican. Oh, okay. Is that like some national treasure shit that I've... I think so. All right, well... So... But I mean, like, it was, I, Nicolas Cage was in it. He wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Or am I thinking? I'm thinking Da Vinci Code. You're thinking is, Da Vinci Code yeah. with Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Google National Treasure really quickly. Just in case my Google searches haven't been flagged enough. Let's look up National Treasure. <laughs> it's definitely Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a movie about the Illuminati? I don't see any triangles. In oh, no, there's a triangle. Uh, I okay. think it is. There's like pyramids and shit. Anyways, my next conspiracy theory is Plandemic, COVID 5G. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, going recent. More recent, but I am going to take us back to the 1990s and early 2000s. Okay. Uh, because that's kind of when, you know, uh, w we lived through that time. Like, we yep. know that. Yeah, I was going to say, when... someone born in 1989, I consider those times recent, Kim. Yeah. So, <laughs> watch your mouth. Well, the 1990s, because assassination stopped. Right. <laughs> um, so, I'm not sure whose fears were expressed. But apparently fears were expressed in the 1990s and early 2000s. Uh, there was activists that focused on the dangers of non-ionizing radiation. So there's EMFs in radio waves, um, microwaves, cell phone towers, Wi-Fi, like all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. It's like electromagnetic something. Okay. Um, Frequency? Would that be EMF? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So EMFs are typically grouped into two types. There's ionizing radiation, like an x-ray, how you have to like put a lead thing on. Mm -hmm. And then there's non-ionizing radiation uh, of like power grids and cell phone towers. So when we listen to the radio, we get like non-ionizing radiation from the radio waves. Right. Ionizing radiation has the ability to disrupt atoms at a structural level, while non-ionizing radiation does not. So the current view of policymakers in at least North America is that non-ionizing radiation only holds minimal to no risk, especially when exposure guidelines that are put in place by places like the FCC and other groups are met. So in the 1990s, 2000s, when we saw this big technology boom, there are activists that are like, hell no, bro. They're going to mess with us at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, regulating bodies are like, we promise they're not. Um 
So certain fringe health advocates have argued for more than two decades that this is not the case, that they do harm us, suggesting that in the United States, the standards are too low and that regulatory bodies like the FCC are influenced by lobbyists. I'm certain they are. I don't know if it's about this, though. Right. So there's actually a town in Green Bank, West Virginia, that has literally no signals. There is no radio waves. There is no Wi-Fi, no cell phone towers. Hmm. Um, And people who live there claim to have electrosensitivity. There is a national quiet zone that restricts wireless signals and makes the restrictions more, and it just makes the restrictions more severe the closer you get to Green Bank. So Green Bank itself has bans on pretty much any kind of signal because it is home to the Green Bank Observatory that features the world's largest steerable telescope. So they're basically listening for sounds from outer space and they're like, yo, your cell phone is screaming in our ears. Right. So they have all that. All that to say that there are these fringe health beliefs that these ionizing radiation waves come from our everyday technology. Okay. With me? Yeah. (laughs) So with upgrades to how people consume tech and the support for those needs, uh, we can follow this like this boom for support when we see we had 2G, which was fine for sending texts. Like when, you know, I had my QWERTY cell phone. Mm -hmm. Um, 3G allowed us to have iPhones, which would, you know, accompany um, higher streaming services. Uh, as well as messaging and stuff like that. 4G was when we got location services in real time, like Uber, skip the dishes. So you can watch the little car come up to your house. Mm -hmm. That only happened in 4G. It wasn't just like somebody invented it then. Oh, okay. It literally couldn't be supported on 3G. Hmm. Uh, 4G also supported streaming media. And now 5G will support that streaming need with existing cell phone towers. They're just going to put something called, they they called it MIMO. (laughs) Multiple okay. inputs, multiple outputs. Oh. They're basically just going to fucking hammer a bunch of metal into cell phone towers and we're all going to have 5G. <laughs> so one of the fundamental changes that differentiates 5G from 4G will be that traditional antenna broadcast signals that radiate in all directions. 5G will use beam forming to target signals to devices that need them at any given moment. Does that... Make sense? Yes. So like 4G is like all around us. 5G is going to be like, boom, you need this. Boom, 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 boom. All the time, always pinging. Right. So where does COVID come in? These health experts that are fringe (laughs) believe that the radiation from 5G lowers your immune system, which would make you more susceptible to the virus. Mm. So that one, I'm like, okay, you know what? Okay. I can follow along with that. I can follow the bouncing ball for that. Yeah. But the more accepted conspiracy theory for COVID 5G moves away from the idea of this electrosensitivity that some people might have and spreads the thought that 5G directly causes COVID. Oh, uh-huh. yep. We took a right turn there. So to move through some of the adjacent branches of this conspiracy, there is a side that thinks that COVID-19 is, made, is a made-up pandemic to cover up the... Uh, awful effects of 5G radiation and that COVID started from Wuhan because it had been a guinea pig city for 5G. Mm. So even more fantastical versions of this theory claim that the pandemic was engineered by Bill Gates in an effort to depopulate an overcrowded planet. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. The guy who's selling stuff wants there to be less people to buy things. 100%. 
Um, so there are related theories when it comes to the vaccines, of course. Of well, yes. I mean, I talk about Bill Gates. We can't not talk about the vaccine. Yeah. Um, that there are trackers being put into people when they get the Bill Gates paid for big pharma shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has like, obviously, there's no fucking chip <laughs> in the shot. Right. But if there were, because there are chips technically that are small enough to be injected into a body. Yeah. Um, but they would require a power source and no power source is that small. Mm. So I guess we'll just all have to go back to using our fucking cell phones to track each other. <laughs> and that's that's it. That's the COVID 5G. They're like, this radiation is going to either cause you to have a lower immunity system and then you're going to get it. Yeah. Or that difference between 4G being everywhere all the time and 5G like sending super beams of fucking streaming to you. Yeah. <laughs> will like zap you with COVID. Hmm. Yeah. Like I get. Like but... I, I can see it too. Like I'm like, I can see like the pinging of stuff. Like you're like, oh, it's literally like when I use my phone on 5G, there's a beam shooting at my phone from fucking space. Yeah. But even that sentence was insane. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like I, like, it's probably not awesome to like sleep beside your phone every night and all those types of things. You know, like it's probably not great for us. I have always kind of thought that we we have that, but also we've had advances in modern medicine that will it'll just it'll kind of balance itself out. Um, but like you can cut, you can squint and see, like okay, yeah, probably not super great for us. Although, whatever, you can poke holes in that. Probably not super great for us. So having it be like we're more susceptible to these types of things, like, okay, you can at least untangle that ball of yarn and come up with something. Yeah. The other one is a bit much. Like that the 5G gives you COVID. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that might or be- sorry, not COVID. It gives you adverse effects. And right. they created COVID to be like, whoa, there's a pandemic. But actually, like, we've really fucked up with 5G. Yeah. No, Kim, there's a pandemic. There's a pandemic, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought and I thought that thing about Green Bank, I didn't necessarily have to go into that, but I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. That there's like a literal dead zone around this. I think there's like 150 to 200 people that live there. That's crazy. And they just and I'm like, how do they fucking know? Because they're obviously not taking any census. Yep. They're not going online to take a census. They can't. There's, it's hard to even find microwaves. Huh. Uh-huh. So they wouldn't have like TV and stuff there? No. Wow. I know. They just fucking farm, I guess. Yeah. And they just like listen to the sky. Wow. That actually sounds kind of nice, but. Not for a couple of days. <laughs> so my last one now uh, is one that was different than what I thought it was going in. Okay. Mine. I'm hooked. Uh, my initial thought on my last one was the government created hip-hop. Okay. Instead, (laughs) it takes a bit of a turn. Um, As if the government didn't create hip-hop is not the turn? Right. The government did not create hip-hop. However, um, there is... Well, we'll just get into it. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me, tell me. I want to know. So, according to an anonymous online confessional, in 19... He went on? In 1991... (laughs) Um, or no, sorry, the, the, the online confessional came after. According to an online confessional, in 1991, separate thought, a uh, group of mis- uh, music business bigwigs mm-hmm. gathered outside Los Angeles. What I'm about to read is now everything that the person said in this. I didn't want to, like, misconstrue anything, so I'm just going to read what the post says. Okay. So bear with us for a little bit. This is where 
uh, that this I got this from uh, Hip Hop is Red, uh, I believe is where I'm getting this one from. Okay. Uh, let me just find where I was. Okay. The meeting was held. This is, again, all a quote here now. Okay. The meeting was held at a private residence on the outskirts of Los Angeles. I remember about 25 to 30 people being there, most of them familiar faces. This is someone who works at a, a music label. Speaking to those I knew, we joked about the theme of the meeting as many of us did not care for rap music and failed to see the purpose of being invited to a private, uh, private gathering to discuss its future. Our casual chatter was interrupted when we were asked to sign a confidentiality agreement preventing us from publicly discussing the information presented during the meeting. Needless to say, this intrigued and in some cases disturbed many of us. The agreement was only a page long, but very clear on the matter and consequences which stated that violating the terms would result in job termination. A speaker went on to tell us the respective companies we represented had invested in a very profitable industry which could become even more rewarding with our active involvement. He explained that the companies we work for had invested millions into the building of privately owned prisons and that our positions of influence in the music industry would actually impact the profitability of those investments. I remember many of us in the group immediately looking at each other in confusion. We were told that these prisons were built by privately owned companies who received funding from the government based on the number of inmates. The more inmates, the more money the government would pay these prisons. It was also made clear to us that since these prisons are privately owned, as they become publicly traded, we'd be able to buy shares. He told us that since our employers had become silent investors in the prison, uh, prison business, it was now in their interest to make sure that these prisons remained filled. Our jobs would be to help make this happen by marketing music which promotes criminal behavior, rap being the music of choice. What? Um, two of the men who were part of the unfamiliar group uh, grabbed a man who shouted out and attempted to remove him from the house. So a guy... Um, apparently, I didn't do a good job of copying this over. One guy was like, this is fucking insane. I'm getting out of here. Um... So they grabbed him and tried to, to remove him from the house. A few of us, myself included, tried to intervene. One of them pulled out a gun and we all backed off. They separated us from the crowd and all four of us were escorted outside. My industry colleague, who had opened the meeting earlier, hurried out to meet us and reminded us that we had signed agreements and would suffer the consequences of speaking out about this publicly or even with those who attended the meeting. I considered speaking out publicly at the risk of losing my job, but I realized I'd probably be jeopardizing more than my job, and I wasn't willing to risk anything happening to my family. I thought about those men with guns and wondered who they were. I had been told that this was bigger than the music business, and all I could do was let my imagination run free. There were no answers and no one to talk to. I tried to do a little bit of research on private prisons, but didn't uncover anything about music business's involvement. As the months passed, rap music had definitely changed direction. I was never a fan of it, but even I could tell the difference. Rap acts that talked about politics or harmless fun were quickly fading away, uh, fading away as gangster rap started dominating the airwaves. Only a few months had passed since the meeting, but I suspect the ideas presented that day had been successfully implemented. It was as if the order 
um, had been given to all major label executives. The music was climbing the charts and most companies were more than happy to capitalize on it. Each one was churning out their own version of gangster rap acts on an assembly line. Everyone bought into it, consumers included. Violence and drug use became a central theme in most rap music. I spoke to a few of my peers in the industry to get their opinions on the new trend, but was told repeatedly that it was all about supply and demand. Sadly, many of them even expressed that the music reinforced the uh, prejudice of minorities. Scene. What? Yes. So the thought is... That uh, music industry people invested in private prisons, wanted to fill those prisons, so they promoted acts that glorified activities that would fill those prisons. I do want to find that there was a quote here that I thought was really nice. Um, well, not nice, but I thought summed things up. And again, I, I should have, instead of just putting the sources at the top, I should have figured out where I got this one from. I believe um, it's from complex.com, but it, it is from one of the sources that we listed above. Okay. Um, and it says, quote, The worst part about this myth is that it propagates the notion that our current incarceration rates, which are completely out of control and higher than any other country in the world today, are a result of the culture of those incarcerated rather than a systemic effort to contain an entire class of citizens. Our exploding prison system doesn't need a conspiracy to operate. It works out in the open, and it's called the war on drugs. Um, so I thought that was kind of a, a good reminder that uh, this one's probably completely made up, uh, but that story is crazy as hell. Very. That's absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, like I'm with you so far. You were about halfway through that, and I was like, yeah, well, no, pr- prisons are privately owned. Yep. They do get more money based on more prisoners. Like, I am fucking here for it. Mm-hmm. This is one of those ones where, like, I'm choosing to not believe it, mm-hmm. but if it came out that it was like actually kind of true. I would not be stunned, you know? Yeah. Like this is one where there might be a little bit of truth in it. Maybe not to the point where like gangster rap is created because of this, but, but well, but see, like I, I I do want to stress. I don't believe this is true. Right. I just like, I think it's like to say that the music industry put more money into promoting rap, I think is incorrect. Mm-hmm. We saw it gain popularity because people liked it. But to say that a music industry put money into what is predominantly the work of black artists, I think is wrong because we've never seen that happen before mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at. Right. It gained popularity because people liked it. Yeah. And also it, it seems like kind of a chicken or the egg type of a thing. Like was there... Was there gangster rap and people frustrated uh, about these things to create that? Or did this system kind of create more gangster rappers almost? If you, you know what I mean? Like the, right, the more system. More people were going to jail so right, they the, could the relate sy- to yeah, saying exactly. lyrics like that more. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wild one. Right? And you're right. Definitely not where I thought it was going. Yeah. Huh. Sorry. There's... Uh, an insane cat here yes she has (laughs) jumped on me nine times my conspiracy theory is that babs is a magnet and i'm also a magnet (laughs) oh my goodness well i'm gonna you say this at the end of most of our episodes i'm gonna go ahead and say it now i'm gonna look more into that all right i'm gonna look way more into that i've never heard that before 
I'm going to explore that conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, I have one more. Yep. If you would like to hear it. I would love to hear it. It's about the thing that we thought was going to be a massive issue for us. The Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Okay. I'm happy you did this one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, the Bermuda Triangle is a patch of ocean which has supposedly caused the demise of countless ships and planes that have passed through it. It is also known as the Devil's Triangle. The Triangle is an area of the Atlantic Ocean between Bermuda to the north, uh, Puerto Rico to the south, and Florida to the west. So it's kind of like, it's just, it's more south. It's a, it's a little bit south and very east of the tip of Florida. Okay. 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 So there's an average of four planes and 20 boats that are said to vanish in the zone every year. So the first theory of what happens to these crafts is rogue waves. So this idea that storms coming north to south are meeting up with storms coming south to north. Mm. As well as getting hit by the side from storms coming from mainland Florida, they all converge on this one area. Okay. Um, and they can form 100 foot tall super waves that destroy ships and I guess swat down planes, flying at only 100 feet high. Ah, okay. Okay. So another is that compasses in the triangle point to true north instead of the magnetic north pole. Um, which lines up with the Earth's poles. So some theories have suggested that the agonic line, the point where the magnetic and true pole are perfectly aligned, passes through Bermuda, which messes up the magnets in a compass and would screw up a pilot or a ship captain um, and make them claim that their compasses weren't working properly or cause them to veer off course. The only problem with this compass theory and the magnets in true north and whatever is that in the early 18th century, scientists discovered that the agonic line shifts every year. So while it did pass through Bermuda at one point, or sorry, the Bermuda Triangle at one point, it now is like in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh. So our poles are shifting. True north stays the same, but the poles are shifting a little bit with the Earth's rotation huh. in space. So this line doesn't line up anymore. Interesting. I so, had no idea. Yeah. So it can't be that. Another theory is methane bubbles. So in 2016, uh, around Norway, there was these huge deposits of methane gas coming up from the bottom of the ocean, and they were like basically erupting. So they were like, what about the Bermuda Triangle too? Uh, so methane bubbles coming up. Uh, there's these craters i guess and they just build and build in pressure uh over time okay and then once the pressure gets too much the earth cracks the methane comes out and even the the act of the methane getting closer and closer to the surface of the water there's less pressure on it so it travels faster and faster and faster as it goes up it like works with reverse gravity because of oceanic water pressure and then it once it comes to the surface it's just like okay and blows up ships. I don't know how that involves planes. But... Right. <laughs> but that it would gets be the tricky. Ships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of a way that it would. And yeah, I, like I, it I blows a ship so high it hits a plane. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my favorite theory is that the triangle is actually where the lost city of Atlantis sits. So the city sunk, as we all know. Right. And the ruins are now on the ocean floor, but the Atlantean fire crystals that gave the city its power still bubble under the water and destroy threats that may float or fly over top of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so what like people nowadays and kind of researchers and people who've put any amount of thought behind this thing mm-hmm. is that the real mystery is nothing more than a perfect mix of human error, bad weather, and a high concentration of ships in the area. Oh, so kind of the law of big numbers. Exactly. Like a bunch of planes and ships go in this area. So odds are, mm-hmm. huh? It's close to the equator. It's near a wealthy part of the world. There is, I mean, the Florida coast is basically just all ports. Yeah. Uh, you have the Bahamas in the area. You've got all these islands that have constant like cruise ships and and freighter ships and and planes are coming in and out of these major cities. Yeah. Um. So you just have a lot of big numbers. There is no, um. There's lots more plane and boat activity, which means more planes and boats go missing. Hmm. Yeah. That checks out. I'll be honest. Sorry. You continue. No. 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 Please. You um, go. I'll be honest, when, when you said you were doing this, yeah. I thought that the discovery of this would be like, yeah, there's actually not many that have gone missing in this area. Like, it's it's a myth that th- this is even a problem spot to begin with. Right. No, um, it is a problem spot. Yeah. Okay. So that was that was assumption number one by yeah. me. That was incorrect. Yeah. Well, sorry. It is a problem spot in the way that percentage-wise, it's not a problem at all. Right. The same amount of... Per, the same percentage amount of boats go missing anywhere else in the world. It just has a lot of boats. Okay. Well, and I guess like when you think about it, like we're talking about Florida, which at one point... Ton of activity. We, ton of illegal activity too. And oh, we talked yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago about um, Pablo Escobar and how they would just like crash land planes into different islands. That's true. Um, a, I wonder if those were some of them. Um <laughs> And B, like you, you might have, I'm not saying all ships were like this because you weren't just going to have like a, a coked out thing floating through the ocean. Like uh-huh. they tried to hide it better than that, mm-hmm. but some might not have. And so you wonder what some of these people might have been on when they were riding some of the things through, at least just, you know, speculating. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I would like to finish off yes, this, yes, 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 this Bermuda Triangle talk with my favorite thing. Okay. You know what's coming. There's only two reviews. Two Google reviews for the Bermuda Triangle, which I was absolutely absolutely shocked by. Yeah. Uh, Both of them are five stars, though. Would do again. Uh, One of them was just a star rating, five out of five. The other one is five out of five stars. And they say, Marcus Velez says, 10 out of 10 would do again. Love the random planes and people floating around. Food is good, a bit raw, and my ship has a huge hole in it, but it's fine. And then uh, almost 18,000 people have liked that review. Nice. Yeah. My uh, favorite of the uh, Bermuda Triangle things is that that was like a key vacation spot for the Adams family. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I always thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> uh, so that was conspiracy theories. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. We covered a lot of ground on this. I, I feel I feel good about what we've accomplished here today. I will Me say, too. I don't know if you found this, uh, especially with a couple of yours. Okay. There was a limit to how far I wanted to Google on these things. Oh, like QAnon, one hundred percent. I literally scratched the surface. Yeah, that's it. I didn't. I don't care to know more. Yeah, same with the the, the Illuminati one for me. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I probably don't need to know a whole lot more on the like the the, the rap music one and the Disney one. Like, there's only so many so many levels that it goes to. The, the Illuminati one could, as you would say, go all the way to the top all the, or all the way to the bottom. Oh well, no, that's where the Bermuda Triangle went, but. 
deep um, state. Yeah, for the Illuminati one, I didn't want to like go too hard in the cave, but who's really in the Illuminati thing? Whoa. And then have like a armored vehicle pulling up to our house. So yeah, of course. That, that yeah, th- this was this was an interesting one to research because there's only and a, honestly, a lot of the websites are like, yeah, these are fucking stupid. Like, stop looking. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which is exactly what they want you to say. Whoa. Think um, about it. Yeah, and the the creation of hip-hop or the 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 rise and loving of hip-hop and rap that we saw mm. being because of prisons right i am gonna look more into that yeah i don't necessarily believe the conspiracy theory but i would love to know if there are music labels that own stock in prisons it wouldn't prove this to me, mm-hmm. but it would make me think a little differently about them for sure. Yeah, well, uh, I admittedly, I don't know um, about this now, but the, the one thing in there said that they were publicly traded, which I think means you can see everyone who's investing in them. But right. then I, I don't, again, that that could be me talking out of my ass. I really have no idea. I don't know how stocks work. Yeah. I only have a one day streak on Wordle. So I mean, who am I <laughs> to, to say anything? You didn't get today's? Uh, I got today's, but after a bit of time, like I left for a while, I, I stopped doing it and then I came back to it and I guess that counted as a loss. It was proxy. Yes. We can say it. Right. Because it's, it's yesterday's. not going to be the one. Yeah. 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 I got it on my last one. I put in promo. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> of course I did. Right. What did I put in? I don't this know. This is very. Anyways, very we started playing Wordle just like everybody else. Yes. Yeah, Maybe that's the conspiracy theory. It's Whoa. not It's not Bill Gates. It's not the chips we got to watch out for. It's fucking Wordle, Wordle, man. Well, I put in group as my last one. Wordle like a turtle. Promo would have been a good one, though. Yeah, I mean, it's what I think about all day. Right, that's fair. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for coming along on this journey. Uh, I definitely would love to do another one of these episodes. Uh, and next week... Uh, just ahead of the Olympic Winter Games. Oh, yes. We will be talking about the Russian doping scandal. Okay, hear me out. Okay. I understand. This is, oh, Peter, the sports guy. He's doing a sports one. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely insane. This whole story is absolute craziness, and you won't believe it when, um, when you actually like listen to some of the stuff that's going on. Okay. So I I promise you this isn't just a goofy sports episode. Okay. I I didn't think it was going to be. Okay. I I think it's I mean it's called the Russian doping scandal. I think it's probably pretty serious. Well, it's about like athletes. Like it it is about like cheating at the Olympics. Yeah, I think that's pretty serious. Okay. It's on a global stage. That is true. Oof. Okay. Well, thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing. And if you want to follow us on Instagram at we had no idea podcast there. And if you want to send us a email, not a message, I suppose <laughs> you can send us both. You can send us a message in an email. <laughs> we had no idea podcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.